Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks. That's betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If you're anything like me, free time is limited. So things like yard work are just not doable. And if you're also like me, you don't even own a lawnmower. That is why All Above Landscaping is the right choice. All Above includes a variety of options when it comes to your landscaping needs, including lawn installation, design, irrigation, debris removal, maintenance, and much more. If you're in the city of Sumter and you're looking for reliable service at a friendly price, give All Above Landscaping a call today. It's 803-464-7414. Mention that you heard this ad on this podcast and you'll get a special discount on your first service. Again, that's 803-464-7414. Call All Above Landscaping today. Like many of you, you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, it's me, it's me, it's J-A-C, and welcome back to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. With your handicapped host, James Cox, it is I. And no, I'm not the voice from Scripture from the Muppets, and I can't believe I remembered that whole thing without my notes. Yeah. I'm great. <laughs> you... <clears throat> whoa, 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 whoa. What are you even... Whoa, I'm joking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we okay? Are we good? I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm okay, make it, okay. I think. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, proud of you. That was good. Yeah, that was real good. Yeah, because I wasn't in the notes, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can swing it. And I did. Well, how many oh. how many episodes would this be? Oh God, two hundred and hold on, let, let me, no, no, not yet, not yet, not but we're okay. almost so there. We're at least two hundred, right? Yeah, so let me Finally let me double it. check on that for you. Finally got it. And while you're while you're looking that up, I'll tell the people who I am. I'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. Some refer to me as Blake Mosley. Some refer to me as Bros Brosley. Some people refer to me as Emo Bemo. You can call me whatever you want, but I'm here to tell you we are one step closer to Halloween, buddy. Do you like that? I blended I do. two things, I do. right? Okay, so okay. we're talking about Lincoln Park again. Um, and I did the thing. Um, but no, seriously, I love 
the time of year that we're currently in. Like we just, we stepped into it. You have no, you have no idea how much I needed this because I don't know. Okay. So for people who are just tuning in today, we are South Carolinians, Carolinians, whatever. South, South, South Cackalackians. So, right. So when is it is hot here? It feels like Satan oh, yeah. like lifted hell and brought it up here for us to endure. So I'm glad. I'm glad we're in the uh, uh, fall area. Um, yeah. Yep. But, but we, over we uh, over here where I live, because I live in Lexington, it, it still feels kind of hot, but not quite yet. I don't know what it oh, feels like be, down there it'll though. Be humid all the way up until Christmas, but yeah. regardless, the time of the year is still we, yeah. Yeah. Still, still great. Halloween yeah. is a is upon us. Um, college football is is here as yes. well. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Um, but speaking of spooky, speaking of spooky, mm-hmm. we we just got back from seeing the Nun Two. Mm. <laughs> yeah, scared the beans off. It was good. Really? It was it was real good. Yep, highly recommend. I love the Conjuring movies. I'm not really into like a lot of new horror stuff. Like Hereditary and yeah. Midsummer and all that, that kind of horror movie is not for me. I'm just I'm I'm too much of a dumb dumb I think to like appreciate it, and I'm like let's get to the point, man. Like yeah, yeah. horror movies like either make them like possession movies or make them like serial killer, like I, Michael Myers or Ghostface or something. Like I need I need cut to the chase. What's happening? Mm. Psychological horror and thrillers like that where I have to think about what's going on. Not my thing, but. All the Conjuring movies, love them. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, well, I, I give it four thumbs up. Oh, well, see the movie four thumbs up. Little toes. I I take my my big toe and I use it as a thumb. I get four thumbs. So up. so not five, four. Yes, four. four. Okay. If I had more thumbs, mm. if I had more foot thumbs, I would give them more. Foot thumbs. Yeah, because you only have two two thumbs and uh, two two toenails, two toes. I, like, I mean, I like to call them my foot thumbs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th- okay, so backtrack. This this is gonna be our two hundred and seventy second episode. Okay, we're getting so, so, we're getting oh, so two seven two, which is which is pretty good, you know. Good, I lost track. Well, me, well, me too, because because uh, can't keep track anymore. The thing with podcasts is so many people want to start them, but so many people get get flustered out of their seventh episode. Yeah, I heard that is statistically what happens St- is by your seventh episode, you're done. Right, because many people get flustered. They're like, why is this guy, why is this guy making more whatever than me? Um, right. And and that's what I felt. And I'm sure that's what you feel with it, with the not religious. You know, I, I, you know, I could be wrong. I, yep. I could be wrong. But, you know, yep. I mean, in there. Yeah, but but the seventh episode is like it's like people get 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 uh, flustered. Or yep. they're just too tired of doing it, or they have nothing to talk about, you know? It is a lot. Yeah. Is a oh, lot. yeah. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that a lot of people don't see. Um, my thing is, there's it's been such a, it's been such a big part of my life right. for the past few years. Um, yeah, mine too. And you know, like it's just it's just something that something that I do. It's just it's one of my hobbies. So, there, it, you know, and I take a lot of like pride in, in my hobbies too. Like I love playing drums. I love podcasting and, and, you know, video games and stuff like that. And it's that this is how, this is how I unwind. Mm. So even though like it is a lot of work, it's one of the things I enjoy doing and I enjoy putting the work into it, the research, the 
recording, the editing, the promoting, the you know distribution, and then move on to the next episode. Like it that's, yeah. and I have a good little system for <clears throat> for like what I do here um, with you, and then what I do for Spook Show and and things like that. So um, it's just it's just such a, a big part of my life, and I love every second of it. And I I I I, I want to go all the way to episode a thousand if if we can you know like yes. so fun it's been such a fun ride and i'm really excited to see where we go from here because like we're we're kind of expanding we are bit, right? like we're you know we've got like some some people on the crew like this is this is exciting i'm i'm why don't we talk about that for a second yes let's please do because uh i mean okay so i mean uh, so anybody who heard our, our our last um episode uh two Two seventy one, I think. I I don't see. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. We don't even label the episodes anymore. We don't. don't. Yeah. So we we should we should hire somebody to do that. When we hit when we hit three hundred, we'll we'll be like, hey, this is episode three hundred, and then we'll just go back to not label. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we 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 brought on Miss Amanda Dolan. Uh, she interviewed me a long time ago, and I loved her so much. I just had to ask her to come on. And uh, be a part of it somehow. We're not sure where she's going to fit, but that's okay, you know, because because uh, here at WinWords, we're not making money yet. And I told her that too, and she's like, "Okay, well, whatever, you know." She just There's wants no money to be, to be had here, yet, so. <laughs> yet. But 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 we do have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. And we're like family. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, she just says it doesn't matter about the money. All she wants to do is have fun with us. And uh, right, right. And we're here for it's really cool. And I I love that episode that she did. Oh yeah, uh, me too. With what she's listening to. Um, for those of you who have not listened to it yet, please go check it out. Amanda um uh, did you know a little uh, what's she listening to kind of thing, and uh, it was so fun. But she has a podcast called The Mental Society, um that you were talking about that you were on. Um, it's really good. And I think that is where. Like kind of what the basis of this entire show is with music and mental health. Right. I think that is like a big part of it that we want to start getting to a little more of. You know, we do we talk about music all the time. It's something that we're very passionate about. Um, and I think that if we, um, you know, bring someone else along who can handle more of the like uh, talks about like mental health, like and kind of like fitting that into the to the equation a little bit, a little bit more than what we've been doing. I would love to do that because it's something that I do care about and something that's, and that you care about and um, something that our listeners care about, obviously. And uh, so I'm very excited to do that. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see where this goes. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. Cause she said it's the perfect fit, you know, cause she, she takes a lot of care about her mental health and she wants yeah. to help everybody like we do. Um, right. So but I have a question. So, yeah, so anybody who is anybody, go back and listen to that one. It's, she has some very good songs. Yeah. Um. Yep. The the most powerful song that she listened to on the episode was the first song, uh, mm-hmm. "Tears." Uh, there, there's tears in the floor of heaven, which is great. She has a great backstory. Yeah. Um. So please go listen to it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I love the uh the Hanson. Wow. So good, man. So good. I do have a question though for you. This is hey, sidebar. Side. Megadeth. You and I have been big fans of Megadeth. I'm not sure if you're a bigger fan than me though, because I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan. I would, I would say, say I'm, a, I'm I would say I'm a casual casual fan. Okay. fan. Yeah. So why does Dave Mustaine, <laughs> lead singer, why does he hire guitarists 
where we can't pronounce their names at all. Uh, it must be a thing. All right. Can you just, so we do have Kiko, and his last name is L-O-U-R-E-I-R-O. Okay. Lorio, Lorio, I, I, I don't I do know. do better when I can read it. Yeah. Can... Yeah, but okay, so, so apparently he is pulled out of Megadeth's tour, upcoming tour. Oh, jeez. And but he hasn't quit the band yet. He he just pulled out. So I guess oh, it's okay. I guess it's just, just tore. But he might have uh, strained like a like a muscle or something. <clears throat> but uh, they got a they hired a guitarist. His name is Timu Mentisari. Okay. T e e m u last okay. name M A with the little two dots of the A. Oh, the N T Y umlaut. Yeah. Yeah. M A N T Y S A A R I. I can't pronounce that. Uh, it beats me, but so, you're right. But he, he, uh, after after Marty Friedman, he's like, I'm going to hire the most. Like you can't pronounce these guys ever, and you just have to call them by their first name, which is great. You know. Yeah. So. And I think Timu is uh is from uh, uh I'm not sure which band, which band he's from. But Dave doesn't hire like like half-assed people, you know. No, he goes to the throat when he hires people. That's right. Oh. The best of the best. Oh, um, also, I feel like we should uh, we should. Man, what a what a week yeah. it's been. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> to the passing of musicians. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. Yep. Golly. You know, uh, cheese. I hope he is having a cheeseburger in paradise. That's all I got to say. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, he's been around uh, for a while. Do, honey. do what? I said he's been around for a while. Oh yeah, he's yeah. been around for a while. Um, I, I can tell you, nothing makes me want to take my shoes off mm. and go walk around barefoot. Flip flops uh, on uh, maybe some flip flops. Yeah. Um, on a on a beach and go to a really cheesy, uh, uh, restaurant themed after Jimmy Buffett. Like he, he, cheeseburger in paradise or margaritaville or something. He also did that song. It's five o'clock somewhere with Alan Jackson, didn't he? The Alan Jackson. It's great. Yes. Oh right. my god, dude! Great. I love that song. I agree. Because it's agree, true. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? Some he's true. You know what? <laughs> scientists, yes, scientists have proved that it is in fact it, yeah. it is in fact five o'clock somewhere somewhere. Right. right. Um, also, uh, R.I.P. to Steve Harwell. Singer of Smash Mouth, that one really caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I last saw yeah. him, it's it, it that he was in ICU, and then the next moment he's like, then he's gone. Like, right. <clears throat> so recently, with what I've been seeing, was kind of like I just watched a video. I think it might have been like the punk rock NBA or something like that, where they talked about the rise and fall of of Smash Mouth and. Um, kind of like, you know, like they were around for a while. They kind of started out as a as a ska band, and then kind of right. worked their way into the mainstream and like you know pop radio, and then All Star blew up, and then you know like two or three years later, Shrek comes out, and then just like revamped All Star, and like it was a hit all over again. Yeah. Um, and then that's what they became known as is the Shrek Band, um, because they did that. Which I'm and sure that's cover. not a. Um, I don't, uh, I'm a believer. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know if they like that, like like the Shrek band kind of, you know, hated it. Yeah, hated every second of it. They hated, they hated that. They hated it so much. Yeah. Um, and I think they they deserved a little more credit than just being the the Shrek band. Um, I, I mean, but 
But that song did take him take him to to take take him to higher plateau. If I could write a cheesy pop song and it like made me you know financially secure for the rest of my life, Mm. um, I I I find it I I really really doubt that I would complain about it. I, I know some people are like it's the art. It's my art, and I want to take my art seriously. And I'm like, yeah, dude. But you know what? If I if I could get paid bukus of money to write the worst pop song in the entire world, and just make sure that financially I was okay and that my family was okay, I would be just fine with that. Right. All right. I'm yeah. Okay with that. Yeah. I mean, you, they don't have to worry about nothing else for the rest right, of their right. lives. But I, I think because of you know what happened with them kind of becoming becoming this joke band and like. You know, Shrek gets memed every single day, and like there was the TikToks going around where they were using All Star um, in videos of people like falling down. It'd be like some (laughs) body one, right? right. So it just became a thing. And you know, but you know that that, again, like I find it. I I I feel like if I was in that position, I wouldn't complain about it near as much. But they just hated being associated with that. Um, which led to a lot of issues within the band, um, some struggles with addiction and and things like that. So it's a really sad story to see because like if it feels like Smash Mouth did not just get the comeback story that they that I felt like they needed right um, before all this happened and yeah. you know but maybe now they will and, and you know it really sucks that we we tend to not talk so highly about people right until after they have died um and i think that's something that we as a people need to fix um, right and we need to fix it quick because things like this happen like way too often and we we spend one minute talking crap about a band and then the next day one of them dies and we just oh, they're greatest band ever right yeah. exactly yeah. like and I, i'm so tired of that i'm like look we I mean, fix this guy. so I yeah. wasn't, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of them and I'm still not, but I did respect them for what they did right. for, for the right. music history. So one hey, more, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Uh, me too. But I got one more thing. But go ahead first. Here we go. Yeah. My favorite band of all time, Blink-182. Done. Been teasing new music this whole week. Thought my, you know, have a new music video, new album, something, new albums coming out, but. Thought we might have had a new song or whatever. Been a lot of teasers. Uh, still no album. Still no song. That's fine. I can wait. I'm good. I want to make I want to make something known very very uh, clear here. Okay. Um. Okay. So when it comes to the Blink 182 logo, the smiley face. Smiley face with the X and oh right oh yeah 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 right, yes thing. yes yes. So when it comes to the logo, it has it made a change several years back okay okay um in fact why don't you pull up a picture of that real quick it's not a big change it's not a big change and for those of you watch on youtube this is totally off the cuff um but with their iconic self-titled um 2003 masterpiece of an album that is blink 182 um celebrating its 20th anniversary of this year um that album changed my life Loved every second of it. Still to this day, I can listen to the whole thing. It's in, in in its entirety. I never get sick of it. Hands down, my favorite album of all time. So when I decided to get the tattoo, mm-hmm. I said, I want the smiley face from that Blink album because after Tom DeLonge left the band, 
um that click on that picture right all right so here we go we got the album cover right here right mm -hmm. how many arrows are right there one two three four five five okay there's five okay. right uh -huh. so how about look at this very first picture up here how many arrows are right there one two six holy crap okay so when tom delong left the band uh -huh. and matt skiba came in they added an extra arrow because it was a new era of the band right um, and they decided to change the logo up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. When I decided to get this tattoo, I said, I want the five arrows because that is what is on the album cover uh, of my favorite album of all time. Right. So when I got it, I got five arrows. One, two, three. Yeah, five. Yeah, five. Two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today on Instagram, oh, God. Mark uh, Hoppus uh -huh. confirmed that they are going back to the five arrows. So now that Tom Long is back in the band. So you're glad you did not get that. Oh I'm my God. Go oh my. Six. I'm glad I went with five. I'm like, there you go. Thank you. There Thank you go. You. Boom. There we go. All right. That's what I wanted to say. Just want to say very excited about that. And, uh, <laughs> that was, that was, I know it's not a lot of, that's not a big deal to a lot of people, but I well, that's like, a big deal to like, like right. one and two fans. And people are people are like trying to figure out what the arrows mean and what the significance of the smile. Nobody knows. There's really no story behind it. It's just kind of a random thing that they selected to just be the album cover. What whatever. Um, yeah. Well, I like to think of it as there have been five band members of Blink One Eighty Two in its entirety. Okay. Right. So Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLong, Barker, Travis Parker. And okay. the, and Skiba now uh, Scott Reiner okay um, or Rainer who was the original yeah, drummer, drummer and then Matt Skiba that's fine in for Tom DeLonge so I like to look at it like that yes that album came out forever ago and then that's how I like and I then like I guess and I guess a sixer was the new new era that Skiba came along right maybe and then that was that was when they and then when they came the back and then when Tom came back they're like okay well, we're going back track it well, went back to the five see era. it all makes sense it all uh, it all connects I'm just, I'm just saying I, that's how I like to look at it. now anyway I got one more thing I got an issue with the with the industry and one band don't we all so you know how bands come out with with deluxe albums, super deluxe albums. Yep. So why would you come out with a super deluxe album and a deluxe album? And now you're coming out with a, with a 20 or 30 year deluxe album with two or three new songs. Why? We're so actually, and this is a band that I, <laughs> and this is a band that I love. I love you, Nirvana. Come on, okay. So, we got to talk on. about this. Okay, we got right, we yeah, got to yeah. talk about this in utero. Yeah, I heard in, about that. Like, okay, so yes, it's coming out with, with two new songs, brand new. Yep. No one's heard them yet, you know. Yeah, but why yep. would you re release in utero? Like, this is the fourth time. No, wait. Yeah, but nobody buys. Is, nobody buys yeah. like like physical merchandise anymore, dude. It's all about streaming yeah. now. Collectors do. People like me who would but, who would kill to have that. Me too. Yeah. But 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 we're like like the like the very few not right. Like like my dad would never buy an album, you know, because yeah. he don't care, you know. And yeah. I'm sure, yeah. and I'm sure your mom wouldn't buy like you know. I mean, I mean, collectors no. are very few and far between, you know. Right. 
But I understand that it's money, but I mean, if, if you're going to release like two new albums, just release them as like singles. You and know? here, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that always gets me too is like sometimes it's a great thing for like album. It's it's it it is hard, man, because sometimes there's like they'll do like a greatest hits album, yeah. and it'll be like two unreleased songs, and you listen to them, and you're like, now I know why they're unreleased because right. they're crap. Right. Um, yeah. Now, not every time. Not. And not I, will, I know we just talked about them, but yeah. Blink Two when they did their greatest hits album, there was two unreleased songs on there. And one of them is my favorite, is one of my favorite Blink-182 songs of all time yeah. called uh, Not Now. Right. And uh, so like, so it, it not not always, not always, but most of the time whenever <laughs> when they come out, like even, even with Linkin Park, like we're talking about today. Mm. So we're, you know, the, they're, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of Meteora and they're doing a big 20th anniversary re-release with new songs going all out yeah yeah i've listened to that new song okay i think it's called lost and i'm i'm not a fan and part of me was like oh cool like it'd be cool to hear like a new song um that has chester on it like it and it was during the meteora era so maybe it's like no right right like you can tell why it didn't it didn't make the Why it didn't make the cut, but well, that's just me. One more thing about the Nirvana, and then I'll right now lay, lay the rest. Okay. I hope to God that, we, that they come out with a new deluxe album for the album Bleach. Oh yeah, Bleach Chad Channing so doesn't cool. get the recognition he deserves. Now I'm going to try my hardest to get him on. Yeah, yeah. Just, what, Bleach is so good. I love David Gold, but I love Channing, Chad Channing because like, he was the first drummer that that like started yeah. grunge. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. come. Okay, I'm. I'm yeah, you have I'm to off, give credit I'm off, where credit is due. I'm off my soapbox now. We can, you know, but he's, yeah, he's off. Yeah, but he's unhinged. He's unhinged. Bleach. We All need. Right. We need the the lost tapes from Bleach. We need the lost tapes from Bleach, but I'm also very excited I'm, about the Intruder. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, 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 Francis Farmer is a is a masterpiece Fra- too. That is Francis Farmer will have a revenge on on Seattle. It's yep. like the best song ever made. I don't care oh, who yeah. you are oh, or yeah. what your mama does for a living. Hey, you know? uh, so, so and we're just we were just talking about it, but yeah. like whenever Nirvana did um the I think it was I think it was with the lights out was like the greatest hits album that they, yes. they've had. Yeah, that few. was the big right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that the one that had You Know You're Right? No, that was the uh great the the verse of greatest hits the black yeah. album cover yeah. or whatever yeah that's another one where it's like an unreleased song but holy crap that's a good song that was my favorite nirvana song yes yes yeah. well french farmer is my favorite that's the second best i think right and then yep. and, and then in bloom and bloom will always be my like my, my go-to oh, yeah. song yeah so, and chad Channing did that song and then they put that song on the nevermind album when they let him go Mm. Oh, so mm, conflict. Oh, yeah. So ro- ro- royalties, right? Big <laughs> <Lying>. time <laughs> royalties. Yeah. So, all right. So, okay. So, we all came right. here for Lincoln Park. We're not here to talk about yeah. Nirvana yet. I don't think we Lincoln did. Park. Did we ever do a show on Nirvana yet? Or no? No. Surprisingly, no. We have not. We touched. We touched on Nirvana. We did a grunge episode. We yeah. touched on the, yeah. but the history of Nirvana is just way too, way too deep, yeah. um, to do like a small little segment. 
Yeah, it's gonna um, be like a three-part. We'll, we will, we will, we will revisit Nirvana yeah, like, and we will talk about Nirvana in its entirety, and it'll probably have to be a two-parter, yeah, very similar to, yep. to this. So yeah, let's go ahead and add, add, add that in the books. Put that on the list. Put that in the books. So okay, yeah. okay. So right. Lincoln Park. Here we go. All right. So when we last left Lincoln Park, the band had just released their follow-up to Meteora, the heavily divided. Have to stress that because it really was. Heavily divided minutes to midnight and once again toured the world with their Project Revolution tour with supporting acts Chris Cornell, um, who will come up again later, um, the Bravery and uh, Street Drum Corps. So hold on, um, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. so, so would you kindly tell the tell the audience just in case they missed the last one, why yeah. was minute, minutes to midnight heavily divided? So here's the thing: minutes to midnight is the follow-up to not only Meteora, which was just groundbreaking in itself when it came to the new metal genre, it was just for rock music in general, was just an icon of an album. But Meteora had to live up to the hype of hybrid theory. Mm-hmm. So they And they did that, and then some. Like, I, I love hybrid theory, but I think Meteora is a better album. Okay. Um, and so now, good God, talk about the pressure to for your third album to live up to the height that your first two albums because what you just proved to the world is that you can do two bangers of an album back to back can you do it again mm. you know can you do you have the hat trick in you mm-hmm. so there's a lot of anticipation and i think that a lot of people's expectations were probably higher than they should have been i know mine was i was very excited about it because Looking back on it now, it was only like four years. And to and now four years is nothing right. to wait on an album, right? Right. Um, but to me back <laughs> then, I was in like high school. Yeah. Like that was a lot. It was a lot to wait on an album for four years, right? Um, so when it came out, I think the only thing we had to go off of in in between minutes to midnight and Meteora was Collision Course that they did with Jay-Z, uh-huh. right? But it's a remix of all the songs that you know and love. Um, And then Fort Minor, which was Mike Shinoda's hip-hop project that he yeah. did, yeah. Um, which I liked. You know, I didn't think anything was wrong with it. It was just not Linkin Park. So that's the only little bit of, like, of a tease that you got in between there, right? And that was like 2005. So it's like smack dab in the middle of it. So um, I think when it came out, people had this idea in their head about what it was supposed to sound like, but was not taking into into account how music in general was just changing um, with things like streaming starting to start, you know, taking popularity or getting popular and kind of taking the internet by storm. And Linkin Park was always a very heavily internet band, like, involved in chat rooms like whatever the latest technology was they were they were all for it man right yeah right um leaps and bounds way more so than i think any other new metal band in that you know subgenre would 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 take into account so i think when it when it came out and what the hype around it was because they were so heavily promoting the album like on myspace and just the internet in general and just really really trying to get the word out there um, and doing little teases and, and things like that. I think people's expect expectations were that it was just, it was going to be either hybrid theory again, or it was going to be meteor again. And Lincoln park has always been the kind of band 
that wanted to evolve mm. and and you know like test the limits and like let's get weird let's 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 push the boundaries um and one of the things that a lot of people complained about was that Mike Shinoda did not rap near as much on minutes to midnight as he had in the past um which was kind of a defining thing for them and for it to not be like that and like the songs just in general were not like very hip-hop influenced like the other two albums were but honestly like if you go back and listen to meteor and even go all the way back to hybrid theory there's there's a couple songs on there that don't feel like they belong so right. it's kind of like they were kind of teasing us little by little and being like hey there's more to us than just like you know like we're gonna we're gonna rap the verse and then we're gonna scream the chorus and then we're gonna or we're gonna uh Chester's gonna sing the chorus, but he sings it aggressive. And then we're gonna rap the verse again, and then we're gonna scream and and sing the chorus, and then we're gonna scream the bridge, and then <laughs> we're gonna have a bunch of you know, in between there and you know, like there's more to them than just that. Right. Oh yeah, big time. And especially Meteora with songs like Breaking the Habit and Faint, like those were two very different sounding songs and nobody's listening that was another one too it was nobody's listening is basically a hip-hop track like there's you know it's just it it doesn't fit so they were teasing us kind of little by little and then when it came out i remember at first i was like this sounds so different but then like the songs really really grew on me and now minutes to midnight in my eyes is just like a masterpiece. Best thing ever, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, like yeah. I, I, I was definitely on the side of like I think minutes to midnight is great. Um, but yeah, very, very heavily divided. It was not liked by a lot of people, and then it just kind of became like one of those things. Like over time, you started to appreciate it more. Yeah. And especially after Chester Bennington died, mm -hmm. minutes to midnight was meant a whole lot more mm. to a lot of people because some of those lyrics really hit you hard after oh yeah know, like after that loss and like some of the lyrics like you go back and listen to them and you read them and you're like oh my god like this dude has been crying out for help yeah. for so long and we've been singing the words and didn't think about what he was saying so it's just i don't know it's a lot mm. A Thousand Suns, though. Uh, did you like the Thousand Suns, or or did you was that like a password to you? This uh, A Thousand Suns is where I kind of dropped off. Okay, of like Lincoln Park being one of my favorite bands. Okay, it, it, I felt like it was it was a little bit too much of a deviation from what their sound was. Okay, I just didn't think the songs were as good. I I mean, there's a handful of them that I I did like. Mm. Um. But just not, just not my favorite. Okay. And it's okay, but yeah. yeah. Okay, well, so so let's talk about that. So let's okay. talk about that album for a minute. So in May 2009, uh, Lincoln Park announced that they were working on the fourth album, which everybody loves. You know, when you hear a band working on, uh, you're like, yes. You know, like I'm sure Blink you get excited. Blink had yeah. your, you know, your ears I on that. So, um, so for their fourth album, um, A Thousand Suns. Uh, which was planned on being released in 2010, the the the, the year where social media took over and ended the world as we know it. That's true. I, it's I also thought. the year I graduated high school. Well, thanks a lot. You know, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you are generous, oh, dude, dude. The senior class of 20, the graduating class of 2010. Like uh, we did the whole like douchebag thing. Where of course you like, did. 
Yep. Spell senior, but like the I and the O. It's crooked and, and a yeah. zero. Yep. Um, Binary senior. code. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, whatever. Y'all idiots. Idiots. It's all when you. they do that, like in movies. Yeah. Right. You know, like yeah. The new Expendables movie has like a four like in the thing. And I'm like, how do you even read that? I, yeah. can't, I can't read that. They're up to a four yeah. now. Jesus Lord. Almighty. Yeah, I know. Sylvester, please yeah. retire. Or Talk like, about things that need to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Shinoda told IGN, I guess that's internet gaming news. Maybe. I don't hey, know. Man. Yeah. That's right. Uh, IGN. I got it right. Nice. I I just yeah. guessed. I just guessed. I think that's what it is. Maybe that's what it stands for. I don't know. I follow IGN yeah. for all I, my. Well, I do too, but I never do what it stands for. Imagine for hold up. Look yes. it up for me. No. no, sorry. Imagine Games Network. I was close. Close enough. I was close. Who cares? Right, anyway, right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Screw them. That's what I say. Screw them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unless they want to uh, sponsor us, and then we'll gladly take our money. Yeah, so, cool, man. Uh, we love y'all if you sponsor us. I, I love all of you. <laughs> uh, Shinoda, told, Shinoda told IGN that the new album would be quotation genre busting. Gener- right. Genre busting. It's busting. 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 While building uh, off of elements in minutes to midnight. As yeah. is the controversial record. Um, he also mentioned that the album would be more experimental and hopefully more cutting edge. Bennington, okay, so yeah. So Bennington also ad- addressed the media to confirm that Rick Rubin, who is a well known um, producer, did a lot of stuff with the Beastie Boys and all kind of other. Some of down hip hop. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, so he confirmed that Rick Rubin would return to, to produce the new album. And the band later revealed that the album would be called, be called A Thousand Sons. So while working on the new album, though, uh, Linkin Park worked with successful filmmaker Hans Zimmer. I've heard of him. Hans Zimmer. To, pr- to produce the score for Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, which I do remember that now. Yeah, man. So, like, they were all over the first um, Transformers soundtrack, too, yeah. like. Uh, um, what I've done was a big hit because of Transformers. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it seems like when you get in a movie, I'm just like, uh, Trek was for, um, um, <laughs> yeah. that, I yeah. forgot that. The name. difference. Yeah. <laughs> the difference yeah. The difference. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Is they, they, they weren't defined by, um, they were, they were known as a Transformer band. Let me put it to you that way. Yeah, uh, that would be exciting if Lincoln Park was a Transformer band. Although what <laughs> I've done has become somewhat of a meme in itself. Okay. Um, because of TikTok, like I've seen recently, you, and it's like t- every movie in two thousand, every action movie in two thousand seven. <laughs> what and I've done he's there with <laughs> like a backpack, and he's like, he's kind of like looking at the camera and looking mm. off in the distance, like right. Yeah, like yeah, I did it. My which, job which, here which, is done. Which, and then, like, what I've done, and it is so it is so funny. Anyway, okay. So while working on the new album, uh, Lincoln Park gets right, right. Okay, so the band released a single for the movie titled "New Divide." Dude, um, that is a good song. I do like "New Divide." 
of Dur- this Thousand Suns era, New Divide is a great song. New Divide. Okay, so it was on the soundtrack yeah. and the album. Great. I love I, that. I, it might have been on a Thousand Suns, but it was definitely on the, the soundtrack for yeah. Transformers. Joe jo Han, H-A-H-N, uh, created a, a music video for their song, which featured clips from the film. On June 22nd, Linkin Park played a short set in Westwood Village after the premiere of the movie. Uh, so after completing the work on Transformers Revenge on the Fallen, the band returned to returned to the studio for to finalize their album. On April 26th, the band released an app for the iPhone, iPad, iTouch, iPod Touch. Um, oh, yeah. You remember that? Oh, my God. Uh, I remember an iPod Touch, buddy. I didn't have one. You didn't have one? No, my friend had one, and I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. A game called 8-Bit Rebellion, um, which Blake played. It was so fun. Okay. It was a lot of okay. fun. Like, again, this band leaned so heavily into internet culture and just whatever the latest and greatest was. Which is great. They put out a freaking video game um, for for the iPhone. It's just so, so fun. The game 8-Bit Rebellion, it featured the band as playable characters and a new song called Blackbirds, which was unlockable by beating the game. That's always fun, you know? uh, This was a thing. This was a thing. Okay, Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah, to ramble. No, but no, no, like, no, there yeah, was there was this trend going going around back then where, like, because like websites were still a thing. Like, like people would go to bands' websites for the latest and the greatest for all kind of stuff. You don't really see that as much now. No, because now it's like, oh, they have an app, or you just go to their Facebook or Instagram or something. But they don't go to the websites a whole lot. But what? What was starting to happen with some of these bands is they were doing they were doing games that you could play to unlock new songs, and I always thought that was kind of cool. Um, one that stuck out to me was for one thing this, where you could unlock the so- the song Blackbirds, um, and then another one that another band did it was a Treyu, and what they had was they had like puzzle pieces of a new song that you had to figure out like what order they went in. And if you got it right, then you unlocked the song and you could get like an MP3 mm. of, of the new song. And it was Becoming the Bull was the song. So I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of time. Did you ever do that? I, yeah. I, I spent hours working on that. Thing. Becoming the Bull. Yeah, that's the girl. But it was, you know, but I had never heard the song. So I like had to figure out what order everything went in and then finally unlocked it and then. You know, anyway, it's just it was that was cool to me. I, I love that the, kind of stuff. The unlocking the song that reminds you of Guitar Hero Three, where you had to beat the game to unlock Dragon Force in yep. the, through the fire and the flames, and that was the hardest, hardest song of all, hardest yep. song to play, which now right. it's easily beaten. So, yeah. um, uh, the yeah. song, <laughs> the song was uh, was also later released as iTunes bonus track on A Thousand Suns, which you know. Um, uh, so A Thousand Suns was finally released on September 14th. Uh, the first out, the first single was the, help me here. Catalyst. Ca- Catalyst. Catalyst. That is, that is a good song too. I know I just said like, I wasn't crazy about this album. Yeah. But, but, that, Divide, but that's a banger. Right, yeah. Catalyst was like, 
bangers was like the songs that I liked from it. Now as I, as I well, that, so. well, in, in in your words, they're ba- they're bangers, mm-hmm. bangers, bangers. Right. Yeah. So the first album, the first single was the Catalyst, which was released on August second, August two. Um, the band promoted their new album uh, by launching a constant tour, which started in L.A. in September seventh. Uh, so Lincoln Park also relied on MySpace to promote, to promote the album, releasing two additional songs, "Waiting for the End" and "Blackout" on September eighth. And I know you have something to say about my about MySpace. Mm, yeah. MySpace was you, great. I miss MySpace. I wish MySpace was still a thing. There was just the, like let's face it, we all turned on Tom. You know, we did. We he, owe it to Tom to he bring gave that. us. He gave us everything, but we're like, no. We 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 threw it back in his face like we're monkeys th- flinging our poop right, right back at Tom, and he was our first friend. He gave us the top eight. He gave us um, songs that you could add to your profile. How do I love he gave that us the ability to edit your your profile and come up with your own URL? And like, Tom did a lot for us. And you know what we did? We just we said no. We we said what no. Is wrong with us? Everything. Furthermore, so furthermore, so humanity. <laughs> oh my God! You don't know how, how disappointed I am. <laughs> um, for, furthermore, a documentary about the album's production, titled "Meaning Meeting of a Thousand Sons," was available on for streaming on the MySpace page, the band's MySpace page. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No, I didn't. No. I did not. Mm-hmm. On August 31st, 2010, it was announced by the band uh, that, that the band would perform the single live for the first time ever on MTV 2010, 2010 MTV Video Music Awards on September 12th, 2010. The video of the debut live performance of the single was the Griffith Observatory. An iconic location used in Hollywood movies. Waiting for the end was released as a second single of A Thousand Sons. Uh, the band would was nominated for six Billboard Awards in 2011 for Top Duo or Group, Best Rock Album for A Thousand Sons, Top Rock Artist, a Top Alternative Artist, Top Alternative Song for Waiting for the End, and top alternative album for a thousand sons, but did not win any award, which is sad. Um, the band charted in, new, in numerous Billboard year in charts in 2011. The band was number 39 in top artist chart, number 84 in the Billboard 200 artist chart, number 11 in the Social 50 chart, number six in the uh. Top rock artist chart, <laughs> number nine in the rock songs <laughs> artist chart. She's a thorn. Number yeah. sixteen in the rock albums chart. Number four in the rock hard rock albums chart, and number seven in the alternative chart. Why weren't they number one? Yeah, they're number one. They have just, all these just good enough. They have all these catalog things and not and God. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um. So I looked up the. Uh, so I looked up the Griffith Observatory because yeah. um, I was interested because I didn't do this prior to recording, but like, you know, it's all about it was a very 
very popular spot for filming location. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what kind of movies. All right, so I'm not going to name all of them. A lot no. of them are like really like old horror movies and sci-fi movies and things like that. But just to name a few. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see, Flash Gordon, um, The Terminator, Back to the Future, Dragnet, Dragnet. Um, Back to the Future Part Two, The Rocketeer. Um, let's see, uh, House on Haunted Hill, Queen of the Damned. You remember Queen Ooh, of the Damned? Yes, yes, That's a good one. Yeah, with Alicia, um, uh, Charlie's Alia. Angels Full Throttle, um, the first Transformers movie, uh, Terminator Salvation. Um, let's see here, La La Land, uh, and more recently, Elvis. Nice, that's a great movie. Cool. Have you seen Elvis? Yeah. What? I've not. But yeah, you, so man. I know, I know, I know, I know. We need to come over. Really we need to watch it. You need, you need to come over to my house, my my new house, and we'll watch it one day. I'm down. So. Cool, man. Oh, but, speaking of that, but, speaking yeah. of that, another sidebar, um. Me and my friend Tim are going to see Crowbar this Wednesday. Travis will oh, be there too. At, at MBT? Yep. Travis. I, hey, I asked Tra- I asked Travis and he said he's gonna be there. So I'll, you know. By the way, another quick side note to this side note. Those of you who are from South Carolina, any of you if you're not, um, <laughs> there is a there is a, a, a wonderful music venue yes. um in Columbia, South Carolina called the New Brooklyn Tavern. I've been to multiple shows there. That's history um, in the making room. It is the history. CBGBs of the South, as right. the singer from Norma Jean once put it. And I was like, Oh my god, that's perfect. Um, and it is iconic for a lot of bands, especially in the hardcore scene. So um, but they are like going through some like financial turmoil right now, and they could use all the support um that they can get to keep that place open so there are a lot of there are fundraisers out the wazoo um to help support uh this small little music venue that could um and one of my favorite collaborations that i've seen because some bands have really come out and uh shown their support for new brooklyn tavern Mm -hmm. like the acacia strain Mm -hmm. for one who Mm -hmm. has a limited edition um t-shirt um that they are selling and the proceeds go to the funding to keep that place open. I love that. Um, I love another that. band through the eyes of the dead there. They did the same thing. They've got a t-shirt and again, proceeds go to that place. So um, go check it out. There's the multiple ways that you can help um, try to keep new Brooklyn open, open, man. I love that place. I would hate to see it shut down. So a lot of good shows there. So, so saliva is coming there today. Well, Saturday. Oh, well, tomorrow now because it's a little yeah. So saliva is going to be there tomorrow and and crowbar cool. Wednesday. And I've always wanted to see crowbar, you know. So yeah, that'd be, that'd good. be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm supporting it, you know. And yeah, yeah. And if I knew yeah. earlier, then I would have said, "Hey, come on now." And I have like, not. I have not been to a New Brooklyn. I think the net the last New Brooklyn show I went to was shortly after. Allie and I started dating. We saw the Wonder Years there. Mm, the great band. It was, it was yeah. oh, great band. Yep. Yeah, saw the Wonder Years, at New Brooklyn. Oh, hell yeah. Um, saw Norma Jean there three times. Norma Jean. And the last time I was there, that dude said that New Brooklyn was the CBGBs of the South, and I was like, that is perfect. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so sorry, people, for keeping you waiting for another, for sidebar? This, another sidebar. I'm so sorry about this, y'all, but uh, but I got to admit. I have seen okay, so uh, last night I went to see Dinosaur Junior. Oh my oh God! My God, can that guy play? Get oh my God! I got to see any of the. Where uh, were they at? Um, they were at the Senate 
Another Love the Senate. Another yeah, fine another, music, another yeah. fine um venue. Love the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, but Doctor Sword Junior, man, he can oh my god, dude. Yeah. Sword Junior. Good. Talk about another another eighties so yeah. already like classic like 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 rock punk or punk rock it's, it's kind of weird to put them in a it's hard you know, to put them in a, in a yeah. category yeah. yeah but they are a, they are a band that you go check out if they ever come by your place again absolutely so. absolutely okay back to Linkin right, Park here we go let's see yeah we're sorry yeah. Um, all right so we're gonna talk about now we're gonna move on to living things uh and recharge so in July of 2011 Bennington told Rolling Stone that Linkin Park aims to produce a new album every 18 months and that he would be shocked if a new album did not come out in 2012. He later revealed in another interview in September of 2011 that the band was still in the beginning phases of the next album saying that we just kind of want to, uh, sorry, quote, uh, we just kind of began. We like to keep the creative juices flowing. So we try to keep that going all the time. We like the direction that we're going in. Um, later on March 18th of 2012, Shinoda confirmed that the band uh, was filming a music video for Burn It Down. Um, that's a good song, too. I will admit, there's still, like, some some rock, like, rock, rock elements, rock, yeah. rock radio uh, songs <laughs> that they put out, like, over the years. That I was like, okay, these are good. I like Burn It Down. Um, so, uh, again, Johan um, directed the music video. Um, Shinoda spoke to Co.Create about the album's art, saying that it will blow them, meaning the fans, away. Um, the average person is not going to be able to look at it and go, I understand that. Um, that's completely new. Uh, it, like not just the image, but the way that they made the image is totally new. So there's going to be that. What are we talking about? Maybe like AI? That Maybe it was in its like infancy then? Who knows? I don't know. I played around with an AI app the other day for something for Spook Show and it was weird. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, I so, don't. I, 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 really don't see AI taking over music. You know, I don't. I don't know, man. I'm kind of worried. The AI. I do like the AI covers. Maybe we can do an episode on AI covers one day, or just AI in general. But the AI covers on TikTok, like of Eric Cartman singing, <laughs> um, every time we touch, <laughs> right. one. Yeah. and like Plankton singing like Evanescence. It's just it, those are good. I do like that. That's where AI is fun. Um, so. <laughs> Other than that, it's scary, and mm. the robot overlords are taking over. Mm. Um, so April 15th, 2012, Shinoda announced that Living Things would be the title of Linkin Park's fifth album. Shinoda stated that they chose the title Living Things because the album is more about people, personal interactions, and uh, is far more personal than their previous albums. Um, the band promoted the album with the 2012 edition of the Honda Civic Tour with co-headliners Incubus. Do you remember the Honda Civic Tour? Barely. And Blink One Eighty Two did that. Fallout Boy. It was a bit. It was a thing to do the Honda Civic tour. It was they. They would make a car that had your like band's logo all over it or whatever. So it's, so so really, it was like the Vans World Warped Tour one. Look it up. Kind of, Google okay. Google Google some Honda Civic tour stuff okay. and see what pops up. It's just it's I don't know. Again, <laughs> it was weird. It was a weird time. Um, <laughs> the band. The band performed uh, Burn It Down at the 2012 Billboard 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 Music Awards. The Billboard Music Awards. On May 24th, the band released a music video for Burn It Down um, and debuted Lies, Greed, Misery, another song from Living Things, on BBC Radio 1. Powerless, the 12th and closing track of the album, was featured in the closing credits of the film Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Which um, I've never which seen. Which is actually pretty good. Really? I like that. Okay. Yeah, add it to your Halloween viewing party. Okay. <laughs> um. So, 
Uh, Living Things sold over 22, excuse me, this number is a lot bigger, 223,000 copies during its debut week, ranking number one on the U.S. Albums chart. Uh, Linkin Park single Castle of Glass was nominated for Best Song in a Game um, at the 2012 Spike Video Music Game Awards, or Spike Video Game Awards, excuse me. The band also performed at the awards ceremony on December 7th, but they lost the award to Cities by Beck. I don't like Beck. Beck is very overrated, in my opinion. Um, Linkin Park also played, I, I say that, and my sister-in-law is like massive Beck fan. I'm so sorry, Christine. Uh, Linkin Park also played uh, at the Soundwave Music Festival in Australia, where they shared the stage with Metallica. Right? Um, Paramore, love Paramore, Slayer and Slayer 41. Slayer. Slayer. And Sum 41. What a mix up, man. I know, right? Yeah, that's a weird uh uh tour. No, that's a weird uh, for Metallica Paramore Slayer and some the new big four. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Metallica Paramore Slayer and Sum 41. Um <laughs> Uh, so August 10th, 2013, the band collaborated with American musician Steve uh, Steve Aoki uh, to record the song A Light That Never Comes for Linkin Park's online puzzle action game LP Recharge, short for Linkin Park Recharge, obviously, uh, which was launched on Facebook and the official LP Recharge. <laughs> Ow, I just hit myself in the mouth with my microphone. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so professional. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, that was September 2013. <laughs> on the day of the game's release, Linkin Park made a post on their Facebook explaining that the song used to promote the game would be included in a new remix album entitled Recharge. So they're doing it again, um, which was released on October 29th, 2013 on CD, vinyl, and digital download. Similar to Reanimation, the album features remixes of 10 of the songs from Living Things, which... Uh, contributions from other artists such as Ryu um, of Styles of Beyond, Pusha T, Datsik, Kill Sonic, Bun B, uh, Money Mark, and Rick Rubin. Uh, the band also worked on the soundtrack for the film Mall, which was, again, directed by Mr. Odd. All right, did you look it up? Honda Civic Tour? I did not. Uh, oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God, James. God, it's just sweet. <laughs> The Honda Civic tours were just really something, man. No, they were not like the Vans Warp Tour. Uh, I I don't know what kind of category you would put it in. Um, it was just weird because like hot, like the whole thing is like sponsored by Honda, and like they make a they take a Honda Civic and they put a wrap around it that's got like your band's logo, and they like do all these promotional things for it or whatever. I remember I did have a blink when it blink when two did it. They had a Honda civic tour um, that they did with my chemical romance. And I used to have a poster in my room of blink on 82 from the Honda civic tour. And they're all just like posing in front of this, like 2013 or 2012 okay, so, civic. I don't know. Okay. So I'm, I, I, I typed in Honda civic tour and they, and they came up with the like car. Oh, come um, on. Daggummit. Anyway, whatever. That's okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's all right. Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I think I got something in here. Oh, you got something? You I, got, I, got, I got something. I'm not sure if it's the one you Some, did. Yeah. Something popped up the other day of like, it was like Fallout Boy. Maybe maybe try that. Look, Google like Fallout Boy Honda Civic Tour. Yeah, there you go. Is this it? There's like, 
like that. Yeah, this yeah. is the weird time. Look at the wraps that they did on the on the cars. There's like oh, a, right yeah, there you go. My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Par- yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they did one from, from like Flair or something. <laughs> they take like a, a Civic hatchback. Hang and they just, got the disco right here. Panic at the disco. Fallout Boy had one. Yeah, Fallout Boy right uh, here. Yeah. Blink oh, with the funny. Oh yeah, blink, yeah, blink. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was the best of what times, time right? To be alive. <laughs> Right. Oh man! Who are these guys? Yeah, I saw I saw a, a meme the other day. It was like, y'all ever just think about the the Fallout Boy Honda Civic? <laughs> Who is that? What band is that? Oh, that's Newfound Glory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, Hondas are good. Hondas are some great cars now. Uh, they do. We just got a Honda. Uh, yeah. We just got a Honda yeah. Pilot. I love it. But like, I yeah, a lot anyway. of gas mileage, right? Honda Civic Tour, dude. Take me back. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about the hunting oh, okay. party. You, you want to take this one? Uh, the hunting party, yes, sir. Yeah. And the interview with Fuse, Shinoda confirmed that Linkin Park had to begun recording their sixth studio album in May 2013. The band released the first single from their upcoming album entitled Guilty All the Same. Okay, I keep saying it. I keep saying it. I don't know. And you guys are like, Blake, you just talked about how you didn't like anything from it. I didn't say that, first off. And I don't talk like that either. So don't, <laughs> he talks don't southern, me. y'all. Southern, all right? Southern. <laughs> um, I guilty all the same is a great song. I just, I just want to say, it's great. Um, it's great. <laughs> okay. It's great. I'm so, sorry, my like okay. my my brain like froze for a second because I read like another part of the notes and I was like, oh. that doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. anyway, we'll get there. Um, no, uh, guilty <laughs> all the same is a good song. That's a good song. Guilty or the same came out on March 6, 2014, and Blake was the very first one to actually hear it. No, my mind never, right now. Ever in the ever. entire existence of man, I was yeah. the first one to hear it, and I said, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because you're good friends with Mike Shinoda, right? I'm great friends with Mike Shinoda. That would be awesome uh, if you were. You got know? him on speed dial. There you go. Um, Play poker with him every but that, But that song was through Shazam for some odd oh, reason. Do you remember Shazam? I still use it. I I I need to use. I ha- I have it on my. I have it on my. There there's one button I can push it that pulls up Shazam, and you know I got it on my watch. It's great. Yeah, it's the greatest thing on, on yeah. God's green, green Earth right now. Um, the single was later released on the following day by Warner Brothers Records, that debuted at number twenty eight on the bill on the U.S. Billboard Rock Airplay charts. Before play, picking at number one on mainstream rock charts in the following le- weeks. Shortly after it's the, the single's release, the band really revealed their sixth album would be titled The Hunting Party, which is kind of strange, but, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so let's back. Okay. We're going to take our. our Lincoln Park wrapped Honda Civic hatchback, and we're gonna we're gonna back up for a second. Put it in reverse, Terry. Lincoln Park. Okay, so you have. Oh, so. When I think about the hunting party, I don't think about Lincoln Park at all. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind yeah, of a no, weird. I, I, I okay, okay, so it's, okay, so it was not just me. Nope, great, not just you. Okay, um, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. We're okay. about to get there. Oh, kinda, okay, okay, kinda. okay. Uh, so the album was produced by Shinoda and Delslin, 
uh, who wanted to explore musical elements from Hybrid 3 and the band's earlier material. Shinoda commented the album was 90s style of rock record. He elaborated though, it's rock record, it's loud, and it's rock. That's what a rock record is, Shinoda. Thank you for that. Uh, poetry, right? Um, poetry. <laughs> but not in the yeah, sense of you. what you Good heard poetry. before, right? But he said <laughs> it's rock record, and, and it's loud as rock, but it's not in the sense of what you heard before, which is more like 90s hardcore punk thrash. Mm, I don't know if I would describe it as that either, but all right. That's kind of a weird mix. That's eh. like, uh, I don't know what that's like. My brain, my brain's uh, right well, that's not, that is see, that's something, and I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking trash about it, but that's one thing I can't stand is when a band, for one thing, when you say this new album is going to sound like this album that everybody, you know, still raves about, but the, the, and but it the, doesn't, right, it yeah, sounds yeah. nothing like it. Um, and then another thing when they're like, oh, yeah, well, and then they put it in a box. Right, and then where, it doesn't you know, turn out like, the way you oh, think it, it is. Like 90s rock, it's like hardcore punk thrash, and it was nothing like that. Like you, you tell me that it's that that your album is going to sound like 90s hardcore punk thrash. For one thing, it doesn't need to sound polished by any means, because I'm thinking it needs to sound like Pennywise or, um, you know, something like that. Like, um, not or even like trying to think who's like a hardcore like Cro-Mags or you know something yeah. like that um Madball that's what I think of when you tell me hardcore punk thrash like not Linkin Park so right. like don't just don't say it. it's gonna sound like that when it doesn't sound like that I mean they I got some they got some good collaborations here because listen to this <laughs> yeah the album includes a musical comp- contributions by from rapper Rakeem Paige Hamilton of Helmet, which is a great band, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Tom Morello or Rage Against the Machine, and Darren yep. Michael- I- Malik, uh, Darren from the System of a Down. <laughs> Darren from System of a Down. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can say. Sorry, Darren. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Hiding Party was released on June thirteenth, two thousand fourteen, in most countries, and later released in the U.S. on June seventeenth, which is weird because. Why not, right? Right. Um, Lincoln Park performed at the Download Festival on June the 14th, 2014. Uh, just a few, well, okay, they, they performed there right before it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where they were playing their debut album, The Hybrid Theory, in its entirety. That would have been awesome to see. I wouldn't mean great. I'd have loved that. Yeah. That would have been good. Lincoln Park headlined Rock'em Ring and Rock in Rock'em Park. In 2014, alongside with Metallica, uh, King Leon, and Iron Maiden. Uh, they also headlined uh, with Iron Maiden again at the Greensville, Greensfield Festival in July. On June 27th, 22nd, uh, Linkin Park made an, an unscheduled headline appearance at the Vans Warped Tour. That would have been cool, too. That would have been really, really cool to see. And I okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. They never, so, they, did, they never played Warp Tour. That that was not their thing. That was not they they did not hop on that train. It was kind of like back in the day, like depending on what style of music you were, like around the time that Lincoln Park was starting to get really big, which was like 1999, 2000, 
there was two there were two music festivals that you could go to right so like you can go based on what whatever kind of rock band you were right if you were in the heavier side of things Ozfest was where you would go play and that would be where you get your name out there and if you were remotely punk rock in any form then you went with Vans Warped Tour so Lincoln Park was not a band that got billed on the Vans Warped Tour just at all they right. never played Warped Tour right so for them to make an appearance at Warped Tour was just a big deal because it was like holy crap and like and I don't think nobody knew that, knew that they were coming because it's nobody such, knew they were gonna do it's an unscheduled right. headline so right crazy if you were a part of that congratulations because that's some guys have to be great oh yeah so. yeah uh, okay so they headlined vans Warped Tour while they were playing with some of the bands from issues the devil Wars Prada, which we saw together live one time yeah, at the senate, at, at the senate. yes sir yep. a, a day to remember yellow card breeze carolina finch and machine gun kelly MGK. Which I still don't know if I like them or not. I don't know. Can't make I, I'm kind of like my my appreciation for Machine Gun Kelly has really gone downhill. Okay. Um, the past year or so, um, I don't give him near as much credit as I used to. Yeah. Eh, it's just he did make a good album. You know, that's kind of hey, brought man, back. I, I will admit, tickets to my downfall is good. Um, but like him as a person, I'm just not crazy about. And it just that affects the music for me. Anyway. <laughs> And uh, well, we did say that that the guy that the in, that the artist should not affect the music. We did it's say true. that we did a whole episode on it. But, but sometimes in this in this, this time, in, in this case, I in this no. case, <laughs> right, kind of does it, because it, like, yeah, he's yeah. weird for one thing, and I don't think being weird is a bad thing. It's just like the kind of weird that he is, and he's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> I'm also not a fan of like when you know you're good, like still have some humility, please. Um, because when you do acknowledge the fact that you are this like pop punk revivalist, yeah. um, you know, whatever. And like you, you do take all the credit for like the pop punk reemergence and, um, you know, all these rappers turning into pop punk artists, which now kind of feels old, mm. uh, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, we should let it die. Right. Um, but uh, like, and you take all the credit for it. Kind of douchebag, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It's kind of kind of hard to support you at that point. So, yeah. but tickets to my downfall is still good. I do like. In January 2015, the band embarked on a tour to promote the release of the Hunting Party album, uh, consists of 17 concerts across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, the tour was canceled after only three concerts uh, when Chester injured his ankle. They could have done what what uh Dave Gold did brought brought out that big chair with all the guitars yeah. on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, but but I guess I was way later. Dave Grohl did the Dave Grohl thing, and he just came out there. Hey man, he's a trooper right? in a cast, and just did it anyway. Yeah, right. uh, same thing with um Guns N' Roses. Axl Rose did it too. Yeah, with, uh, ACDC. Yep. Which is which is a weird combination, you know? ACDC. Yeah. And, uh, okay, off subject. Uh, the the tour was canceled only at, okay on May 9th Lincoln Park performed at the first edition of Rock and Rio USA and direct support of for Metallica Metallica again on November 9th uh, 2014 uh, MTV Europe 
named named Metallica. Uh, Lincoln Lincoln Park, the best rock act of 2014 at the annual music award ceremony. That's a big. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the band won the best rock band and best light act titles of 2014 on Loudwire's music awards. Revolver ranked the Honey Party album as the fourth best album of all time. Uh, of all of all time in 2014. Mm. No. Yes. What do you I'm think? Trying to remember what came out in 2014. Okay. Wait, yeah. What to compare it with? Um, well, that was the fourth. Look that up. Okay. How about I look that up? Okay. Um, in the interview with with Altwire on May 4th, Shinoda reflected on the Honey Party and commented on Lincoln Park's feature, stating. I'm really happy with the reaction from the hunting party. And I think we are ready to move somewhere and then somewhere new on the next album, which will be coming in 2016. Okay. So, um, so they, they were considered the fourth best album of 2014. So I'm looking up. There's really not a lot to compare it with. Like, okay. <laughs> 2014 was weird. Oh, okay. I wonder what right, the first right. one was. Okay. okay. Do, do, do you have one through three first? So I haven't even gotten to number one oh, yet, but okay. they have Every Time I Dies from Parts Unknown as number 10. I think that should be a lot higher from Parts Unknown is a great album. Um, Let's see. Number nine, Machine Head, uh, Bloodstone and Diamonds. I wasn't a big Machine Head fan. Hey, but, but so, no, I, I don't really. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's correct. That's one hundred percent correctly. Just think, like, uh, who was listening to it? Because like that Machine Head fans. <laughs> <This next one. laughs> Number eight, Judas Priest, Redeemer of Souls. Like I love Judas Priest, but not the new stuff. Like no, yeah. like. Can you can you can you name any songs from Redeemer of Souls like uh, like off the top of your head? I know my friend can. Art 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 Art, okay. Art, Art is a big fanatic Art. of Jesus Priest, so that he's one of yeah. the odd ones out. But yeah, but but no, yeah. I can't. I physically can't. You know. Number seven, Mastodon. Uh, once Why? more, again, like I, I mean, Mastodon's good, but like uh, it's the, man, in the top whoa. ten for the best hey, album of the year. Come back now. Mastodon's good. Come on now. You need to retract that. Okay. That's one of the other bands that I don't really dig. You're not okay. I'm not we need a... to make a believer out of you. I mean, I'm not <laughs> crazy about them, but okay. I still can't yeah. wait to do that. Like there, I've been listening to some Avenged Sevenfold songs, and I'm like, James has got to like this. Yeah. Song. He's got to like it. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll do that very very Behemoth? soon. Huh? Behemoth number six. Uh, but, I mean. I mean, I, I like Behemoth. Okay, Behemoth, the Satanist. They've had one good song. Honestly, they've had they've had two songs that are you know. Okay, let's see. Number five, Motionless and White. Okay, okay. Reincarnate. All right, yeah. Um, that one was okay. I will I will say that. Um, Motionless and White. Previous. Really, it's really. Uh, I'm I, I'm I'm starting to like it more. First first two albums. Yeah. Or first EP. And first full length album, Creatures, incredible. Mm-hmm. Reincarnate, it was all right. Yeah. But now they sound like a butt rock band. 
and that's kind of a shame. Anyway, <laughs> um, number four, uh, the hunting party, Lincoln Park. Yep. Um, okay, this one, this one makes sense. Number three of Mice and Men, Restoring Force. That was a good album. Um, again, I would say that the first two albums of theirs were straight up bangers. That was where they kind of fell off for me was restoring force, but there were some good ones. Number two, at the gates at war with reality. I don't know. I can't name you a single at the gate song. Um, number one, this is fitting slipknot. Um, the gray chapter. That was a done. That was, that, was a, that was a banger the of slipknot. That was, a, that was a bad banger that, yeah. yeah. Max Weinberg's, you know, debut playing drums after Joey Jordanson yeah. left, like, and did a great job. He he did a great job of filling those shoes. So I'll give him that. But other than that, dude, 2014 really wasn't a, wasn't a good year for music. I think I think 2014 was the year where a lot of metalcore bands turned into butt rock bands i think that was the year that did it because mm. i just looked at that and i saw reincarnate and i saw restoring force um and that is where i think that rock radio was like probably reaching its peak and starting to really dig its heels into metalcore and like pull some of those guys over and i think that was the year that did it that's my assumption anyway it's very very fair yeah um so now um, we've been kind of leading up to it, kind of building to it, but we're going to get into the real doom and gloom of the story of Lincoln Park mm. um, here, unfortunately. Um, but uh, it, it needs to be talked about. So yeah. yeah. Um, so one more light, and then of course Chester Bennington, uh, Chester, Chester Bennington's death. Um, so Lincoln Park began working on new material for a seventh studio album in November of 2015. Chester Bennington commented on the album's direction by stating, "Quote: It's got a lot of great material." that I hope challenges our fan base as well, excuse me, as well as inspires them as much as it has us. Uh, in February of 2017, Lincoln Park released promotional videos on their social media network accounts, um, which featured Shinoda and Bennington preparing new material. Uh, Mike Shinoda stated that the band was following a new process when producing the album. Um, Brad Delson, the guitarist, elaborated, We've made so many records, and we clearly know how to make a record, and we definitely didn't take the easy way out this time. Um, the first, uh, also play. There we go. The first single from the new album um, was revealed to be titled "Heavy" and features pop singer um, Kiara. The first time the band was featured, excuse me, the first time that the band has featured a female folk vocalist um, on an original song for a studio album. The lyrics for the song were co-written by Lincoln Park with Julia Michaels and Justin Trainer. Um, the single was released for download on February 16th. Um, and as they have done in the past, Lincoln Park had cryptic messages online in relation to the new album. The album would cover, uh, excuse me, the album cover was revealed through digital puzzles um, across social media. Um, the covers featured six kids playing in the ocean. The band's seventh album, One More Light, was released on May 19th of 2017. Um and here we go. Now let's wait, get all... wait, 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 no, no, wait, back up, back up. Before we talk about the death, can we talk about here? We just talking with uh, soldier for pilots. Oh, dude, I forgot to put all that in there. Yeah, yeah that was like I, what twenty fifteen? No, that okay. So this was twenty twenty thirteen. Um, they okay. they did a album an EP called High Rise, mm -hmm. uh, with five songs, and it was with the. the uh, all of the Pilots minus Scott. 
Yeah. Like up, they hired. That's right. Uh, and it's yeah, good. Like yeah. Chester Bennington fit very well with, with Stone Temple Pilots. Which I, I, I thought was a great, great, great combination, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Uh, I don't have much on on this album, but I fit, but yeah. I found the need to actually discuss it because oh yeah, he was I, a big totally part of STP. Also, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right, very so. important. Yeah, so um, you know Scott Weiland, also somebody who was you know no stranger to actually, controversies me... and struggles of his own. Um, you know uh, he had uh, did he leave Stone Temple Pilots? Was he kicked out? I, I'm not sure. I think he was um, kicked out because of because of drugs because and stuff, of drugs and everything. Yeah. Um, um, let me, let but Chester Bennington stepped in and and did this EP with uh, with Stone Temple Pilots, and it was good, really good. Let me see if I can um, pull it up. Hold on, just a minute. Yeah, um, I, I I loved it, and you know I got to see. I, I I didn't get a chance to see Stone Temple Pilots, which would have been amazing if they would have done like Carolina Rebellion or something like one of those festivals that I was at, just so I could say I saw Chester Bennington perform live before he died. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get that chance. They never played, but I did get to see Scott Weiland, mm-hmm. um, and hit the, he did a solo set um, at Carolina Rebellion the year before he died. So I did get to see him before he passed away. Um, what was that? What was that EP called? High Rise. Okay, so high rise. it's a High Rise. It's EP by American rock bands STP. Something released on October eighth, twenty thirteen, with the record label. Uh, label Playpen, and there is the first release by the band without former lead vocalist Scott Weenan, who was fired from the band in February 2013. All, all, and the only release to feature Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Yeah, Bennington later departed uh, the, the band in 2015 and died in 2017. Two yep. singles were released to promote the EP, Out of Time and Blackheart. Um, the EP was was generally mixed reviews from critics, of course, because critics right. always suck. Critics um, do suck. And, and, and there's a whole, ba- whole background on Wikipedia, so if you have time, right. um, everybody go out and go at, uh, yes, yes, High Rise. Yeah. Um, the EP. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, but the, the STP Pilots was the singer for a time, and then this next, you know, yeah, part sucks. But yeah, we gotta talk about it for sure. Um, so uh, Chester Bennington died on July twentieth of twenty seventeen. His death was ruled by uh, uh, ruled as suicide by hanging. Um, so sad, man. Shinoda confirmed Bennington's death on Twitter, writing. Quote, shocked and heartbroken, but it's true. An official statement will come out as soon as we have one. Um, the band uh, had released a music video for their single, Talking to Myself, earlier that same day. Mm. Um, so one day after Chester Bennington, Bennington's death, um, the band canceled the North American leg of their One, no- uh, one More Light tour. Uh, on the morning of July 24th, Lincoln Park released an official statement. Um, on their website as a tribute to Bennington. On July 28th, uh, Shinoda announced that donations made to the band's Music for Relief charity would be re- redirected, excuse me, redirected to the One More Light Fund, uh, which had been set up in, in Bennington's memory. Um, on August 4th, when the band was initially scheduled to play on Good Morning America, um, Chris Cornell's 12-year-old daughter 
Tony appeared with One Republic um, to perform Hallelujah as a tribute to Bennington, um, who was the godfather to her younger brother, Christopher, um, and her father. Uh, Bennington had previously performed that song at the funeral for Chris Cornell, uh, who had also died from a suicide by hanging just two months earlier. Uh, heavy stuff, man. Yeah. Um, you know, when Chris Cornell um, passed away, it was hard enough because I've, I've always been such a big Soundgarden fan and like Chris Cornell fan in general, Audio Slave and everything he's ever done. Um, an iconic singer with such a distinguished, uh, a, a distinct voice and his songwriting ability was just so good. And then, you know, they, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell became like best friends like over the years. And uh, when Chris Cornell died, I remember how torn up Chester Bennington was right. about that whole thing. And then two months later, the same thing happens to him. And uh, it it is, I don't know, it's eerie um, how similar their deaths were, how close they were together. Um, and, you know, like back when I was doing Not Religious, me and Brian used to do like conspiracy theory episodes. And, you know, there was like this conspiracy theory going around sur surrounding the, the deaths of Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington because of a documentary that they were a part of, um, which I, if I remember correctly, it had something to do about like, um, like exposing like some, I think it might've been like sex trafficking or something like that. And anyway, it's, it's some kind of like expose they were a part of. And then they both like die shortly before like this movie, this documentary is supposed to come out. And then, you know, like a lot of people have talked about that before, but I, I, I really don't think that was the case. Um, I think Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington both, um, had some serious struggles. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Favorite James Bond theme song from the movies. Yeah. Automatically wrong because it's always going to be Casino Royale. Casino Royale. What, whatever your answer was, it's automatically it's wrong. wrong. It's wrong. Because <laughs> Chris Cornell did that theme song and it's amazing, bro. It is. It it's is. It's so good. good. So good. <laughs> I just um, had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was just, it was, it was tough to see. And like celebrity deaths don't affect me very much. Like, you know, like it's sad. Like you hear, you know, you just heard about Jimmy Buffett. We just heard about yeah. um, Steve Harwell. Like, you know, there, it is sad to hear, especially given the circumstances surrounding some of the deaths. But like, I remember Chris Cornell's death was rough and it was like shocking and it was hard to like process for a minute there. Right. But Chester Bennington's death, that thing rocked me. It really did because mm. I was such a massive Lincoln park fan when I was a kid. So it felt like part of my childhood died. Yeah. Right. And like right. an iconic voice, an iconic front man, um, who just like was the soundtrack to my, my youth and was gone and was gone so suddenly. Mm. And just, you know, like even though Lincoln park wasn't, the band that they used to be and they weren't my favorite band anymore like hybrid theory meteora and minutes to midnight those albums still mean a lot to me to this day so when he died it just it it took me a minute to like fully process that thing and try to try to like understand like that's it 
Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. it, you know, um, I don't know. Mm. Uh, how did, how did, like, I know that, I, like, I was a big Lincoln Park fan, but whenever Chris Cornell died and then Chester Bennington died, like, right after, what was, what was your initial thoughts on that? I really don't, don't, I don't know, because that was weird, you know? Yeah. Because, because he never thought about, I never thought about uh, artists that I like, like, committing suicide at all, you know? Yeah. Because when you, when you think of artists, you think about, they're, they're living their dream, living their life, you know, yep. you never thought they could do this. So, I really right. didn't have any process thought about it, you know? Yeah, so I don't know how to express it the yeah. way you want me to, but yeah, but it, yeah. but but it was hard, you know, for sure, you know. Yeah. But tough stuff, man. Yeah, especially um, especially when it's due to suicide, you know, because yeah. you think, that, and that, that was another thing too, um, because it, you, you know, you just because then you go back and you listen to the the albums and you listen to the lyrics. Yeah, you're like he was screaming for help and we never he heard him, you know, asking yeah. for help all this time and right. we just didn't. We were too busy so, connecting within in our in our own personal way to really think about like the artist who is singing these lyrics, like what they're going through. You know, yeah. I do have an eerie thought to um, let me pull the the, the lyrics to um, a Soundgarden song that are that I really like. I forgot what the name of it is right now, but um, if you give me just a minute, I can. Yeah, go ahead. I can. Uh, I, can um, I can go ahead and read this next yeah, part yeah, while yeah, you're yeah. that up if you want. Yeah. Um, so on August 22nd, Lincoln Park announced uh, plans to host a tribute concert in Los Angeles to honor Chester Bennington. Uh, the band thanked fans for their support, stating, quote, the five of us are so grateful for all your support um, as we heal and, excuse me, build the future of Lincoln Park. <laughs> Sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, the band later confirmed that the concert titled Lincoln Park and Friends Celebrate Life in Honor of Chester Bennington uh, would take place on October 27th at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, the event included Lincoln Park's first performance. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, the event included Lincoln Park's first performance following Bennington's death. Um, the event featured multiple guests performing Lincoln Park songs along with the band. Um, the event was over three hours long and was streamed live via YouTube. Um, it has been streamed 22.7 million times as of September of 2022. Um, and then in November 2017, the band announced that a live album compiled uh, from their final tour with Bennington titled One More Light Live would be released on December 15th. Um, on November, on, excuse me, November 19th, Linkin Park received um, an American, Amus American Music Award for Favorite Alternative Artist and dedicated the award, uh, the award to Bennington. Now that that live concert with the uh, with all the friends and stuff. That was so good. That was really, really, really good. Um, I watched the whole thing, of course. My favorite performances by far, Blink-182 did it. Um, and uh, they, this was when Matt Skiba was in the band. But they got there and they played What I've Done. Um, and it is so good. And it's very emotional. Um, and uh, Some 41 was there along with a bunch of other bands. It's, it's really special to see all the bands that connected with Linkin Park over the years. Um, Travis Barker in particular was a very, very, very good friends with Chester Bennington. And, uh, it was, um, 
Yeah, it's really emotional concert to watch. It's very good. If you have three hours to spare, go on YouTube and watch. It's good. So I looked up the lyrics, and lo and behold, it's the first. It's the first thing that's in this long way. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so this is down on the Upside album. Uh, my favorite album, you know, by, by Soundgarden. It's uh, blew up the outside world. Okay, and and the first the first lyric of the song is nothing seems to kill me no matter how hard I try. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh and then it goes on, you know, from, you know, from there. But uh I just yeah. thought that was a like a banger back then. I didn't even think of, you know, what he was going through. So Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we really need to listen to uh the artist. Because the thing with depression is uh, we won't tell you right away what we're going through. We leave hints, you know. Right. And I'm sad to say it, but but people with depression like like me and Blake do. That's why we talk, we talk to each other, you know. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's always good to talk to each other. Just even if yeah. it's like your dog, you know, Blake has dogs. You know, yep. so I mean, just talk to your dog because they they won't talk back. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? you know, so sure. they'll just, they're just they'll, you they'll bark time. back, but they won't. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. So, all right. So we are at the current hiatus, right? Yep. All right. Kind of, kind of where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. Just not a lot of like talk about what's what's to come, where we're at with things. Kind of, kind of on hold. Really. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about it for a minute. Uh, so current hiatus is Lincoln Park has rena- remained a hiatus since Benny did death. Uh, during a live Instagram chat, though, on December 17th, Shinoda was asked whether Lincoln Park would perform with a hologram person of Bennington in the future, like the Tupac, like uh, Tupac Ronnie page, James Dio, yeah. and other stuff. Yeah. Uh, he replied, can we not do a holographic tester? I can't even wrap my head around the idea of of having one, which is fair because that's kind of eerie and, and kind of uh, it's weird, yeah. Kind of, I don't know, kind of weird for the uh, his wife and kid, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean to be able to see your dad right there, to your husband right there, yeah, and you reach down and can't you can't touch him, right. him. yeah, exactly. well, my God, it's almost insulting in a way, right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you see it, but you can't have it back. Oh my right. God, that would be horrific, you know. That'd be that'd be hard. Right. Uh, I've actually heard other people outside the band suggest that, uh, but there's just absolutely no way I cannot f with that. No. So. Yeah, I agree. It that would have been it'd have been too much, I think. So. Right. Right. On J- on January twenty eighth, twenty replied from a tweet to a fan. Acquiring about this feature with Lincoln Park writing, I have every intention of continuation with Lincoln Park. And the guys feel the same. We have a lot of rebuilding to do and questions to answer. So I'll take that. I'll take so it'll take time. On March 29th, however, uh, Shonoda stated that it was uncertain if Lincoln Park's future. When being interviewed by Vulture on a- April 17th, Lincoln Park was nominated for three awards at the 2018 Billboard Music Awards, but did not win any of them. 
the band was presented by the George and Ira Gershwin Award for Lifetime Musical Achievement at the UCLA on May 18th. On February 18th, 2019, Shinoda uh, said in an interview that the band is open to the idea of continuing, though what from it, it, it takes has yet to be decided. Shinoda stated, I know the other guys, they love to be on stage, they love to be in a studio, and to and so to not do that would be like, I don't know, almost like unhealthy. Uh, in, in in quotations, uh, when asked about the band's future minus Minuton, I should have said it's not my goal to look for a new singer. If it happens, it happens naturally. Uh, if we find someone that is a great person to to uh, and good stylistic fit, I could see I could see trying to do some stuff with somebody. I would never want to them to feel like we were replaced just though. Which is fair, you know. It is. So. And, you know, it can be done. We have seen it done multiple times. Like, there have been several scenarios where a lead singer of a band passes away. Um, and, you know, typically that is a harder role to fill because, like, a lead singer is a front man. He's out there, you know, whatever. Like, and there, you know, when other other band members die, it's hard to like when when Taylor Hawkins died, like it's hard to imagine someone else back there playing drums. But at the same time, it's a drummer and drummers can be easily with, replaced. With respect, um, you know, with respect. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that Josh Freeze is a great fit for Josh the Free Fighters. Well, right? yeah. um, that'll 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 go well. Um but a lead singer is a lot harder to, to replace. It's it's almost he's the like, main he's the main guy that you see that you hear. Right. And you know? he, and when you think about like like Nirvana, like what would what would a Nirvana reunion look like? Yeah, you know, like who who in the world could take Kurt Cobain's place? I kind of feel like that's kind of where Lincoln Park's at. Like Chester Bennington was such a such a standout. Um singer and frontman it, it would be hard to to try to recreate that somebody that has such a distinct voice and such a great stage presence that's that's hard to replicate can be done again has been done several times i mean acdc did it like half of acdc's <laughs> career was well, see, with, acdc yeah. lucked out they did luck out they right. did like that because when they lost mascot they immediately got brian johnson and brian johnson had their yep. face boy had the same Voice right. mechanics of the mascot, and they like that again because lo and behold, uh, Axl Rose has the same uh, voice system as Bon Scott. So right, and another Alex band, did it. and another yeah. band that I want to bring up. Um, can you look up the the singer to um, for a bad company? It's Paul something. He took over Freddie Mercury's persistent queen. I think oh, it was really? I, I think oh. it was Paul. I, I think Paul was something. He was a lead singer of, of the band Free and and um, Bad Company. Hmm, Paul Rogers. There he is, Paul Rogers. He yeah, took yeah, over. Paul Rogers. He took okay. over the mental Freddie Mercury and Queen the first, and, and then they got Adam, uh, that that new kid. Um, he, they, Queen had two two, two singers replaced by. Uh, Adam, 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 not not Adam Levine. Um, 
<laughs> Good lord. Okay. That would have been a sight. I mean, yeah. Um, I think when it comes to to certain things like that, like 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 replacing a singer, it's so distinctive. I think if they did it and they did it respectfully, it would almost need to be like what they did for the tribute concert where someone else comes in and they're singing, but it is purely I'm standing here in place of Chester ben- in in Chester Bennington's place, okay. but I am not replacing him. So I feel like to do it respectfully for the band to continue on, it would need to be first off, you have to test the waters, right? Play a festival, the return of Lincoln Park with whoever, special guest lead singer from this band, you know, and like see how that how it works, you know? It, it was Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From I, American Idol. That's right. Adam Lambert um, is the lead singer now. 2011 is now. And then Paul Rogers was the lead singer from 2004 and 2009. That's Paul right. Rogers, by by all standards, I think that's that's the better queen yeah. um, replacement. But, I mean, okay. Adam Lambert, it's, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a powerhouse. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so I mean, you can't you can't deny his his voice. Yeah, but yes, it's very hard to replace a Chester for sure. Hundred hundred percent. I think I think you have to test the waters. I think you have to play do something like play a festival, and you need to promote it as such, like the return of Lincoln Park with so and so. Right. You know, like it's really stress that like Lincoln Park with whoever. Right. Okay. See how it goes. See how the crowd reacts to it. See how the band um, meshes with this person. Um, so to see if this is something that creatively you can do and you can move on and do new music, or you just never make new music, but you tour as Lincoln Park, just playing the hits. Or like, or 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 they can do this. Hear me out. Everybody loves Steinbeck Daryl. It's a perfect example, okay? Right. Everybody thought that Pantera was coming back. Everybody did not like it. No. So they decided to go with the um, Pantera uh, Remembrance Tour or or like right. special, uh, I don't know what they called it. Um, yeah. What's the, uh, um, what they call it? Memory, a, uh, like a. Tribute. Tribute Tour. Tribute Tour, yeah. They could do that. They could say Lincoln Park with somebody. Right. This is like a tribute tour. This is not permanent. We're gonna just right. do this tour. Bring back all your songs that you love from, from from the past. Right. We're not crapping on the name. So everybody that's relax, right. have fun. Let's, let's you know. They could do something like that. Right. Way to do it. Right. right. They, they, yeah, they could do something like that. You know, like yeah. a re- remembrance tour or something. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, on April 28, 2020, bassist Dave Farrell uh, revealed that the band is working on new music. On August 13th, the band released She Couldn't, could, could Not Couldn't, um, a track that was originally recorded in 99, and it was included in the, on the 21st anniversary edition of their debut album, Hybrid 3. Released on October 9th. On January 8th, 2021, Linkin Park released a mix, a remix of One Step Closer by American Electronica Electric uh, Electronic Duo Hundred Dicks. 
G-E-C-S. Yeah. <laughs> the band revealed it was the first of many new remixes inspired uh, by reanimation to come. On October 29th, when asked about the band playing live shows again, uh, Shonanda stated that uh, now is not the time for the band's return. We do not have the focus on it. We do not have the math worked out, and we do, and I don't mean that by financially math. I mean that like emotionally and creative math. Um, but on April 2022, 2022, uh, Shinoda re-altered it and then was not working on a new album, new music, or touring. Yeah. So, so they're not sure what to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like, well, like, of course we'll keep going. And then they're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then like, hey, we got new music. And then j- nope, just like, yeah. no music. <laughs> no music yeah. for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, but in February 2023, uh, you know, just past February, the band started to an, an interactive on the game on their website teasing the 20th anniversary of Meteora. On February 6th, they revealed previously unreleased demo Lost that was formally released on February 10th as a lead single from reissue of the album released on April 7th. Yeah, that's the one I wasn't crazy about. I was like, uh, here I was thinking, oh, maybe like a Meteor era song would be like great. No, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. That's just me. What do I know? <laughs> um, so the legacy, very important. Um, so Lincoln Park has sold more than a hundred million records worldwide. The group's first studio album, Hybrid Theory, is one of the best selling albums in the US. Um, with 12 million copies shipped and worldwide, uh, 30 million copies sold. Uh, Billboard estimates that uh, Lincoln Park earned um, $5 million between May of 2011 and May of 2012, uh, making the making them the highest uh, paid music, musical artist. Uh, 11 of the band's singles have reached the number one position on Billboard's alternative songs chart, uh, the most, uh, the second most for any artist. Linkin Park became the first band to achieve more than 1 billion YouTube hits. Linkin Park also became the 15th most liked page on Facebook, 10th most liked artist and most liked group followed um, by the uh, the Black Eyed Peas. Linkin Park's Numb is the third uh, and in the end is the sixth timeless song on Spotify. Um, the two songs making Linkin Park the only artist to have two timeless songs in the top 10. That's a big deal. Mm. Um, New York Times, John Carmenacca? Uh, Carmenacca. Sure. Uh, commented on Lincoln Park and said, quote, brought uh, brought the collision of hard rock and hip hop to its uh, to its commercial and aesthetic peak at the beginning of the 2000s. Several rock and non-rock artists have cited Lincoln Park as a major influence, such as Of Mice and Men, Imagine Dragons, Machine Gun Kelly, Bring Me the Horizon, um, and uh, Billie Eilish, just to name a few. Um, and I think that's that. That's like the cool thing about this band is they were so influential for people of every genre could look back and be like, Linkin Park was a big was a big influence for me. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a if you're a deathcore band, if you're a hip hop group, if you're a pop artist. Like, Linkin Park has just kind of been there for everybody at some point you know right i don't know i love that 
so let's talk about his Chester Bennington's lasting legacy uh, from the Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, Bennington poured his experience in the Lincoln Park songs, which mixed his soul-bearing screams with Mike Trinoda's rapping and the band's lumbering riffs for a sound that dominated the pop charts for much of the, the, the 2000s. He had a distinct voice and, and once delicate and ferocious, says actor and 36 of Mars frontman Jared Leto, uh, who met Bennington on a festival circuit in the 2000s. Uh, 36 of Mars also toured with Linkin Park in 2014. It's an angel and a demon uh, sitting on both shoulders. Uh, you can feel the, t- the tension between the two when he's saying. And I think the reason so many people connected with his music was because of the balance he achieved between the two. In equal yeah. by, by Leto. Bennington's songs, uh, many co-written with Shinoda, became anthems for young people struggling with some of the same emotional issues. Crawling, for example, is probably the most literal and lyrical I'd ever written for Linkin Park. Bennington said of the single of the band's mega-selling 2000 debut Hybrid 3. That's about feeling like I had no control over myself in terms of drugs and alcohol, he says. Hmm. At home, Bennington found solace in his six kids. He became a father for the first time at age 20 and got married in 96. That relationship ended in a, what? A tumultuous. Thank you. Um, divorce. Tumultuous divorce. Yeah. <laughs> marked by a relapse where he says, I drink to myself to the point where I couldn't leave the house and couldn't function. He, he recalled, I wanted to kill myself, which, um, yeah. Um, he married mm-hmm. to Linda in 2015. Is that her name? Um, and then to Linda, okay. And and the couple had a son and twin daughters. Uh, Leto remembers going to Bennington's house for dinner one night. He says, "I walked in and it's jam packed with the biggest biggest family you've ever seen." He says, "I just couldn't believe that he had such a beautiful and thriving family life, especially for someone so young, and I haven't seen much of that in him spending time on the road." Uh, Bennington's death is still resonating among his fans who experienced shock and sh- uh, sh- uh, a shockwave when the news reached the public. The National wild, the na- Wildlife, <laughs> <laughs> the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline uh, says it received 14% spike in the calls on the day the news broke, which is really, really sad. Yeah. Uh, Ten days after Bennington's death, the singer Holmes was encircled with a temporary six-foot fence. A police cruiser outside sat outside uh, as fans left flowers, drawing signs, guitar picks, and crosses on its perimeter. Uh, when I found out I was at the museum, I was at, at a museum. I just started bawling my eyes out. Said. Uh, 19-year-old Brianna Yadiaz. It was like a piece of my childhood went away. 
the little girl part of me needs to come up and pay respects, I always could count on them, meaning yep. Linkin Park songs, and them yeah. as people, I guess, right? Yeah, um, I mean that's that's how that's exactly how I felt too, man. It was it was my childhood. A part of my childhood was gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Outside Different. outside of the poem, though, one that read "Free, fly free now," uh, with love and all the way from Texas. Another said, "Chester, dear Chester Bennington, it hurts to know that it, it hurts all of us to know that you saved so many lives." Yet we can save you. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Tough man. Um, and you know, more importantly, uh, as the, as we kind of wrap up this episode, and you know, unfortunately, on such a downer, but um, you know, if you are someone that you know is is struggling with thoughts of self harm or suicide, please, 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 uh, reach out for help. Um, you can dial nine eight eight for the uh, suicide and crisis lifeline. Uh, mm-hmm. They have people on staff 24 7 um it's there to talk if you just need somebody to talk um or reach out to a friend or a family member um you're not alone man it, it, it's it's it certainly feels like that at times but you're not um and i think that's where people like people like me who who really you know latched on to their songs and like some of the the darker content of it and the uh the lyrics like you know they spoke to me there's there's things about them that i could i could like i was like oh my gosh like I, this is how i feel sometimes and um you know chester helped a lot of people through through his music and for him to be gone um in in such a way it's really it really really sucks because now listening to those songs is just it's it's harder it's harder to listen to them now yeah. um and and hearing the lyrical content and you're and you you know, it's like a post-mortem, you know, cry for help, uh, unfortunately, is what it is, is what it is. And you can't do anything about it. But, um, but, you know, you're, you're listening to this, you're still here, you're still yeah. with us, you know, and, and, and you're mattered, you're valued, you're loved, like, reach out to somebody, you know, guarantee you, um, someone's there to listen. Yeah. For sure. And always, uh, uh listen to, the, to this podcast, just in case, you know, you feel, lonely and you need someone to actually uh, speak for you music's over there um you can always dial 988 just like blake said for the suicide hotline um or you can go to betterhelp.com and they're always there to help you out with whatever we need uh so much so we do have a 10 percent code for y'all um yeah. just go to um, betterhelp.com slash music speaks and you'll get 10 percent off your first month when you sign up with them yeah um but thank you all so much for listening to the show today if you enjoyed this episode be sure to share and like and subscribe um and leave us a review and rating on apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast from uh so yeah yeah and if you'd like to follow us on social media uh you can just look us up on we're on all the things man facebook x uh instagram uh, TikTok, just search for When Words Fail and Music Speaks. Give us that follow. And if you're a musician and would like to be interviewed by us, both of us, one of us, or, or Amanda Dolan, you can email us at james at whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com or blake at whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com 
or you can message us on any of the following social medias we've mentioned before. That's right. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch uh, interviews, music video reactions, vinyl showcases, uh, and much, much more. Um, it's youtube.com slash when words fail, music speaks. Also where you can see uh, the Honda Civic Tour. That's <laughs> yeah. glory. Yeah. Uh, be sure to turn on the notifications bell so that you can be notified whenever new videos are uploaded. Uh, for all your links and to find out more, more about us and to buy some of our awesome merchandise, uh, visit our website, winwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. That's right. Our logo was created by 1UP Graphics, um, and our theme song was created by Doc Brass. You can follow them on social media as well, at 1UP Graphics and at Doc, D-O-K, Brass. If you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it is called South Carolina Spook Show. Um, all about true crime and paranormal stories from the state of South Carolina. If you're into that kind of thing, you might like it. I don't know. Um, it's available <laughs> for wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know. You might like it. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. might like it. All right. <laughs> and we, once again, we always got to mention our sponsors. Thank you so yeah. much for Bones Coffee and BetterHelp.com. Remember to use our discount code Music Speaks for 10% for discount off your old at BonesCoffee.com. They got some of the best flavors. The coffee that I'm yeah, on right now is that high mansion flavor. I, so good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on that um, strawberry cheesecake right now. Yes, I sir. ordered me four boxes of it. Hey. So you know it's good if I do that. And like I said before, betterhelp.com is always there for you. And go to betterhelp.com slash music speaks to get 10% off your first month of therapy and to get matched with any therapist that's perfect fit for you that's right um we don't own any of the music that's used in this episode no copyright infringement is intended um and we are no longer on on uh stitcher because that's shut down so don't yeah stitcher's gone because it's it's not august 29th anymore it's It's september it's in the past and it's fall time which i love fall time it is fall time Cool. Time. Well, thank you so much, y'all. And uh, uh, until next time, always remember when we fail, music speaks. Bye, guys.